when he calls, do you pick up? When he texts, do you reply? Mm-hmm. And then she said, of course. <laughs> and I said, why? <laughs> you said you wanted to move on. You said you've already moved on. But if you continue to respond, it means that you're not even clear what breaking up and moving on actually is. Yeah. And, you know, and you're not clear about your actual decision, yeah. what you really want. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Good Life Podcast with me, Noor. And me, Mizi Wahid. Thank you so much for being a listener wanting to consciously learn, grow and invest in yourself and your future. We're genuinely so happy and grateful for all the beautiful love and support that we've gotten from you. We truly love, you know, reading all your messages, you know, in the DMs, the insights that you share with us, right? And seeing how it has really impacted your life. Yeah, and recently we just did a topic on loss and we felt like this time around for this episode, we want to go a little bit deeper and touch on how do we finally, eventually let go of our ex. Yeah, that's yeah. something that's not easy, right? Because mm. like, you know, we go through, um, I mean, we have probably had like a relationship in our lives, mm. right? So if, if, you, if you are someone listening in right now and you've only ever had one relationship, and it's still there, it's still intact, you are so blessed. You are so blessed. (laughs) (laughs) There are many people out out there probably like, firstly, they might not even like have a relationship or they're in it, but then it it just like doesn't work out, Mm -hmm. right? So they have many unsuccessful, failed, you know, relationships and it just like makes their heart so, so sore. Mm. It's just so sore. Yes. But I believe that there's always a reason behind every failed I'm yeah. doing the gesture Coat right and coat Coat and coat <laughs> Failed relationship Because yeah. every failure Comes with it um, A whole package of Many different things For us to learn For us to grow um, From it And and it's just a matter of How you begin to analyse um, Each and every component Of that failed relationship So that you can Actually not just move on But also More importantly Let go of the past let go of the past that you've been dwelling on Mm -hmm. because it does not empower you to continue to hold on to something that needs to go yeah that's so true and you know for those of you who are struggling right now right thinking like oh man like how do i move forward from this like this pain is just so unbearable so you keep thinking about the person you keep thinking about the relationship and even to the point you know of it affecting your daily functioning right Mm -hmm. you feel as though you can't seem to move forward in in any aspect in your life in any healthy relationship because probably maybe you're in a new relationship right now and you keep comparing your current life your current partner to your ex right mm-hmm. so i'm sure this is something that you can you know resonate with and you know for those of you who have gone through really bad breakups you already know how excruciating long and painful the healing process can be right yeah i always believe that sometimes the reason why we struggle to let go is because we are still connected to either the person or the feelings mm. or the memories that still linger in our heads. Yep. Um, that's what we, we are struggling to let go of. Yeah. And I also believe that no matter how much sometimes you say that you dislike the person, you hate the person, people use strong words, I yeah. hate him. Oh, that's such a strong I word. don't want to see her face <laughs> anymore. Right? I don't want to be associated with him at all. Yeah. Uh, but the truth is that deep down inside, they still care yeah. enough 
to still think about them and that's why they can't completely cut that person off from their life. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, these things with the breakups is something that is not easy to just get over it. Mm. <laughs> right? Like, sometimes the hurt that you're feeling right now, it, and, and the relationship may have ended, like, you know, many years ago, right? But that hurt, that pain that you're feeling right now, it feels as though it happened yesterday. It feels so raw. It mm. feels so fresh. And... That is the nature of the human heart, right? It does what it wants. It feels what it wants to feel. Mm -hmm. Even if it's against your will, you're like, man, heart, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> you know it's not good for you. You know it's unhealthy. But it's not something you can just press a button and it's gone. Stop. Don't feel pain, right? You can't do that. Yeah. So when, when, when we have this thought, like what does it mean if you feel like you're still not over your ex, right? Does it mean that you're still in love with them and should therefore do everything you can, you know, to get back together with them? I feel that in my personal opinion, um, if the relationship is over, you know, the hopes of reconciliation have been like long exhausted, mm -hmm. then what you're feeling, it might not be love. Even if the person is still constantly on your mind, if you're not over your ex, it probably has less to do with love, but more to do with your own internal issues that you're going through. It's got nothing to do with them anymore. Yep. Right? And that's what we want to do um, for this episode is to be able to understand the reasons why it's so hard for us to be able to let go of that past relationship and to move on. So the first um, reason is this, ruminating. A lot of times we go back to that cycle of reminiscing about the relationship we had lost, mm -hmm. you know, bringing us deeper and deeper into this, you know, emotional spiral of what if I um, had done this? You know, what if it had turned out that way? If only I had loved the person more. If only I had done this differently or said this and that. You know, so when you go into the zone of ruminating, replaying all these um hypothetical situations over and over in your mind it is you know very easy to be consumed with these self-blaming thoughts which then you know takes a life of his own imprinting yeah. the memory and then becoming part of your identity these are hypothetical which you cannot actually do anything about yeah. Usually, you're thinking of something <laughs> hypothetical it means there's a possibility of a or b happening yeah but it's already passed it's gone it's left uh, and you can't do much about it anymore. So there's yeah. no point really. It's The worrying brings you nowhere and it keeps you where you are in fact when you actually need to move on. You need to move forward in life but you're left stuck in the and, past because yeah. you keep thinking about all these things over and over again. That is so true because right now, right, if you are in that zone of ruminating, the issue then becomes your perspective mm -hmm. about what happened, not so much what's happened, mm. right? By constantly thinking about your breakup in hypotheticals or obsessing about what should have been what could have been instead of what actually happened mm -hmm. um, when you do this you will never be able to learn from and grow from you know that lost relationship and experience and that's what really makes you stuck because you keep allowing yourself to live in the past and another thing I see a lot of people do another mistake is that they don't look at their problems or the breakup 
just as it is. They usually magnify it. Mm-hmm. They usually make it bigger than it actually is. They make it like it's it's so huge that it consumes their life. Yeah. Their entire life now revolves around how that person mistreated them and how their life now will be forever ruined because uh, this marriage had ended and now yeah. they're a divorcee and, and so on and so forth. Um, so I think if it's important to also look at things exactly as they are and never more than it mm-hmm. that will actually assist you in trying to figure out the best ways to move on in the quickest ways possible yeah that's so true and that's that's where the part on self-accountability comes in because you cannot control the kind of stuff the hurt that they have done to you but you are in control in terms of how you want to manage all of these emotions that you're going through the responses to the situations and experiences that you're going through mm. right now do you think that forgiveness is important in this whole process to forgive that person because like, like I said earlier like some people the mm. reason why they can't move on is because they hate the person yeah. right because of something they did and maybe it's fair to be upset uh, but do you think that forgiveness is important i feel that ideally it's something that we all should strive towards Mm -hmm. but it should never be something that we force ourselves to do especially in the initial phase right can you imagine if Mm -hmm. someone you know broke up with you and they they cheated on you you can't expect yourself to just forgive the person Mm -hmm. it is a process Mm -hmm. but i feel that if you allow yourself to strive towards that to work towards forgiving the other person you are actually doing it for you because mm. when you forgive the person, it's not for them. It doesn't mean that you condone the act, the hurt, but it's really about coming to terms with what has happened and not allowing that hurt and that experience to define you and to control you anymore. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a common question I often get at my events is people ask, Mizi, how do I know if I've forgiven? Because I want to move on. And they believe that forgiveness is part of the process. And then the next question naturally is, but how do I know mm. that I've forgiven? One of the ways I feel is that um, you know you've, you're closer to forgiveness. Not completely forgiven. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Because I think you will know yourself. Yeah. But you know that you're closer towards forgiveness when you become less bitter. Yes, that's so, so true. whatever you hear about the person whatever news Mm -hmm. that comes to you, whatever information that you accidentally come across about the person does not make you feel bitter at all. Mm. You are, you could also not necessarily need to be happy about them, right? But it can be neutral. Yeah. Uh, You can just not be triggered by those uh, information updates that you get. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And I think that boils down to the progression of how you feel. Like, you know, it's something that probably evolved from really strong, strong negative emotions of like hate and disgust and Mm. rage to something that's more mild over the course of time. And I feel that these are like one of the signs that you could actually look out for. I think it's important for us to always keep ourselves in check. You know, whenever we, we are triggered, that is actually a good opportunity for us to see where we are at in terms of our healing. Are and, we and what to, are the triggers? And what are the triggers to mm. be really you know aware of all those, right? Yep. Yeah. So, and the second factor on why people you know feel stuck in their healing, you know, it's the trauma bond, right? And this is something that especially applies to abusive or dysfunctional relationships. So, if you have been in you know those kind of relationships you would have probably experienced this right so what exactly is a trauma bond mm. trauma bonds are exactly what the term implies <laughs> bonds that are formed between people 
by trauma, mm. right? And trauma bonds they are caused by the inconsistency that you experience in relationships. So what would happen would be this. Right, you would experience, you know, um, your partner idealizing you, you know, showering you with love and attention one day, and then the next day is followed by abuse and mistreatment, and then another day they're being nice to you, and then followed by abuse. Mm. So, so this creates this cycle of confusion, right? It keeps on going on again and again and again, and and this flip flopping between, you know, the sweet and the mean treatments towards you, um, that is the hallmark of abuse. Have you ever felt overwhelmed when you hear the words financial planning? Like, you know, you don't even know where to start. Or you think you know all there is to know about insurance and you feel you are sufficiently protected. Well, you know, personally for me, it was not until I met up with the team from MFAG who explained to me the various schemes for different needs that I felt more enlightened and learned that there was more I could do to get myself covered and to get started on my first investment journey. So if you wish to speak to one of the MFAG team members today, you can drop a text at this number at 9660-0502 for a free chat. So a lot of times when people wonder, am I actually really in an abusive relationship? Well, if the person is switching between being sweet to you, being mean to you, then that is your sign right there. Mm-hmm. Right? And I feel that an abuser, if they are mean to you throughout, you will be able to see right through them. Right, so they are very manipulative, very cunning. When they know what buttons to press, what are your weak and soft spots, so they mm. won't be mean to you throughout. There will be times where, if they want something to be done and they want to get something from you, they will pull out the nice card. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's pretty scary. <laughs> and when things don't go their way, and then that's where the scary part of them comes out. Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. <laughs> yes, mm. it's exactly that. That's such a good example. Right, so is when you see when your brain right sees this um um recognizes all these inconsistencies, mm-hmm. it really confuses the mind, right? Because right now you are actually looking at the same person, but you are seeing two different people with radically different personalities in just one body. Yeah. So, so your mind will be asking you. How is this even humanly possible? <laughs> it's so confusing. And it's tiring to ask yourself, so who am I dealing with today? Yeah. Which one? You are literally walking on eggshells like who, which personality will come out and play today? That mm. is so scary. And you are like, you know, living in this um, hyper-vigilant mode. You know, for example, those um, those people who just came back from the war, right? They they have been trained to always be in their toes, have to be like really vigilant. So when they come back from the war, they are in you know a relatively calmer, peaceful environment. But their mind have been so conditioned to be in that kind of state, and that is what you know being in an abusive relationship and an environment is like. You are in war zone twenty four seven, and your mind is yeah. like that. And a lot of war veterans um, tend to report that they experience trauma. Yeah. After coming back. Yep. Mm. And this trauma is called PTSD, post-traumatic stress mm-hmm. disorder, and it's real, mm-hmm. right? So I think this is something that I talked about in briefly in one of my episodes. Mm-hmm. Y'all can actually check it out. So going back to this um, this scenario on trauma bond, right? So when the mind actually um, senses this confusion, what it does is that to reconcile this difference, right? The mind will then work even harder, 
it will keep on you know continuously looking for you know ways to get back that good feeling you know to get back into the good shoes of the person once again and this kind of dynamic that you see you know the the switching back you know uh, flip flopping between the sweet and mean treatments is something that often occurs in relationships with narcissists and with addicts right and believe it or not trauma bond it is something that is extremely extremely strong mm. because it's something that involves both the biological and the emotional process one where your mind and your body they're now totally enmeshed in that warped up experience mm-hmm. so bonds it's something it, it doesn't fade over time you can't fall out of a bond but you can possibly fall out of love yeah. <laughs> right so bonding is something that survives even when you don't love the person anymore mm-hmm. or even if you don't like them anymore. So I've seen cases of people, you know, have been in like, you know, abusive relationships where they know that it is clearly not good for them to stay on the relationship where they know they should just pack their bags and leave. But... Easier said than done. It's easier said than done. But they still end up staying in the relationship. And this is the reason why they still do. Like people can tell them that, hey... That dude's not good for you. Why are you still staying? But it's hard for them to just leave because of this phenomenal called the trauma bond. Yeah, because when I've I've met people like this before in my programs, um, and they while the while they are telling me all the reasons why they should be leaving, uh-huh. <laughs> they then at the end of every sharing or sentence they will say, "But you know, Stas, he's a good guy." Yeah, and yeah. and it. it, it it uh, yeah. makes sense. It's consistent with what you just said that because there are some days when they're nice and there's some days that they're really, really mean yeah. and wicked and, and monster. hurtful. <laughs> uh, and so it's difficult to make sense, you know, like, but this is a good person. Yeah. And that sometimes makes it confusing yeah. and a lot harder for them to decide. Yeah, that's so true. Because the mind finds it hard mm-hmm. to believe that such toxicity can come from one human being, right? So they keep on um, giving chances after chances in hopes of one day. So it's that toxic hope, right? That the person that they've seen before, that nice part of them will come out and stay that way. So it's it's really like an addiction, right? They know the person is not good for them, but the more they try to stay away from them, the more it hurts and the more they crave that attention of that person. So they keep going back again and again. So it could be physically going back to the person or psychologically Mm -hmm. going back to those moments with them, right? In hopes that by going back again, it would help to relieve that pain that they feel on the inside and to chase that high. Mm. So in cases that even if they've left the relationship, the trauma bond, it lives on. You know, even though they are now in, you know, a physically safe space, but psychologically, they are still a prisoner of that relationship. Mm. Right? And I feel that it is important to address this cognitive dissonance, which is that inner state of, you know, the conflicting beliefs and thoughts about the person. And I feel that it is absolutely, you know, necessary to to break that denial and the conditioning involved here if trauma bond is something that's going to be broken. So it's about really confronting your own denials, your own illusions. And this means facing the truth, whatever that is, right? That the person is abusive and that they are not going to change. Yeah, um, there are different phases that, that a person goes through when they experience something like this. Mm-hmm. The first time it happens 
um, it's the it's the time when they feel shock. Mm. And they're saying, I can't believe this actually happened to me. Yeah. Right? And then they reach a point of anger. How could he or she have done or had the audacity to do that thing? Yeah. And then the denial part, which you just mentioned, I can't believe <laughs> this is my present state. Yeah. Uh, and then disgust. <laughs> I can't fathom how he or she could have done this. And then finally acceptance. And I can't change the past, but I can only work on my present and my future. Mm. And when we know that there is this flow um, and there are phases that everyone goes through, yeah. you're finally accepting that, you know what, I can't change anything, uh, but I need to start taking care of myself. Yeah. I need to start looking out for myself if there is no one out there looking out for me mm. and, and start making better decisions. Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, we need to, you know, like stop, um, stop ourselves from wanting to change that person because true change can only come from the individual themselves, mm-hmm. right? If we really want to see the change in our future, we have to make that change for ourselves, right? Yep. So part of the process is really working to address all these past hurt. It's about acknowledging what happened in your past and making a conscious choice to not allow those who have hurt you to impact your future decisions and your relationships. So this harsh, harsh reality, it needs to be faced, right? It is not about um, repainting the situation Mm -hmm. or the identity of the person, which is something that I think a lot of people, they they try to do that, Mm -hmm. right? I think it's about believing that yes, it is abuse that I went through or I had gone through. And yes, it is as bad as it seems. So there is simply no excuse for um, abuse and mistreatment and nothing ever makes it okay or acceptable for the person to mistreat you Mm -hmm. and disrespect you, Mm -hmm. right? I feel that it really, really doesn't matter if this person is nice sometimes. Like, you know, outside the home, they're doing a great deal of charity. They're like an awesome boss. And sometimes they might get you a gift on your birthday. It really doesn't matter if they're nice only sometimes. On the bigger picture here, anyone who abuses you doesn't love you. Mm -hmm. Anyone who abuses you and shows you conditional love, right? Conditional love. They don't love you, right? And ending of any relationship, right? It is painful. But if it is so painful that it feels like it feels like it's going to destroy you and you cannot bear it, then something needs to be done. Something needs to be done to get you out of that self-destructive cycle. And I feel that the best way to be able to deal with that know once you get out of that traumatic relationship is to be able to live one day at a time because it can be something that's really overwhelming you know because right now your mind's trying to make sense of what just happened Mm -hmm. right so take it a day at a time make choices that only work in your best interest protect your healing zone right so for instance asking yourself these questions is it my best interest to talk to this person you know to stay connected with them you know, to follow them on social media, look through their pictures, is giving in worth all the work they have done just for this temporary relief. I think Mm. it's important for us to know that it's just a temporary relief, Mm -hmm. right? And I feel that evaluating things this way um, and practicing self-control, it will go a long way towards helping you stay on track and to eventually break away from this trauma bond and away from the cycle because enmeshment often occurs with trauma bonds. 
And, and it is really important to create and enforce strong boundaries for yourself. This is where boundaries come in, right? Because boundaries, they teach you on on how other people should respect you and how you should actually be respecting yourself, mm. right? Especially if you've been through something traumatic, have boundaries in place, talk to you know, a professional, a trauma recovery specialist to help you through that, you know, work through any prior childhood trauma, right? Surround yourself with a good support system to help rebuild your self-confidence exactly. again. Exactly. Whatever it is, guys, moving ahead requires you to look ahead. Yeah. And looking ahead includes all the solutions, all the, you know, counselling and the therapy that you need, yep. um, finding new things that excite you, you know, so moving ahead requires you to look ahead. If you yeah. keep looking back into your past, you'll always be dragged back. So yeah. find more things to look forward to. Um, and I think now is a really, really good time for you to do that exercise as we come to the end of the year. To me, it's one of the best times to always just look and, you know, um, go through our thoughts go through the things that are occupying our heart go through all the issues that are still unresolved at this point yep. and then start putting you know i would say compartmentalizing them uh, so that you see that which are the things that are positive and which are the things that are negative which are the things that excite me and which are the things that pull me down and when you do that it becomes a lot clearer for you to make decisions for you to look ahead and for you to start moving towards a better life yeah that's so true i think it's really about being proactive in your healing and not expecting for help to come your way you know there's so many resources out there there's help out there there's a community and that's what this podcast um it's all about wanting to build you know that conscious community where we are able to help and support each other right but it's about it starts with you. You know, you need to want to um, want that help in the first place. Yeah, and the right? key, the key to truly moving on is to decide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the end of it all, no matter what it is that you've um, picked up from today's episode, I want you to know that it all can start the day you decide once and for all that this is not good for me and I need to start figuring out a way to move ahead with more positivity in my life. Yeah, that's so true. Mm -hmm. and all again, it takes is a decision. All it takes is a decision, decision and even not making a decision is a choice in itself. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. A bad, a bad one. A bad one. Mm -hmm. So we have the third factor on why you find it hard to move on and it's this fear. And you could be dealing with a lot of fears right now, right? It could be that fear of uncertainty, that fear of failing, fear of rejection, fear of missing out, fear of change, fear of being judged. Oh my God, and the list could go on. Fears, fears, fears. And I remember what Will Smith said about fear, right? He said that worrying about change ahead, it does nothing but rob us of the present joy we could and should be experiencing right now. Mm. And yes, life is ever evolving. So we need to do what it takes to prepare ourselves for the future. And we need to also remind us that we need to take life, you know, as it comes one day at a time. Mm. Right? I think it's about acknowledging that we are actually allowing all these fears to hold us back. You know, to hold us back from the life that we truly want to live in our lives, right? So when you allow your life to be consumed with so much fear and when you don't actually consciously address all these things, mm -hmm. you won't be able to build 
a future ahead for yourself, right? Like, for example, if you have this huge fear of failure, mm. you know, when you are literally uh, terrified of failing in anything, right? You will often overreact when something seems to go wrong or you actually miss all these crucial cues because of your, you know, hyper-vigilant focus, yeah. right? So, when it comes to the relationship um, ending, right, you will take all the blame, You know, you will blame yourself feeling that you should have done better. Mm. Yeah. That's not good. Self-blame is <laughs> it's not a good practice. Um, I know this comes naturally for some people. Uh, whenever something bad happens, their default is that, oh, it has to be something I did. Yeah. It's my fault. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's me. It has to be me. It's not you, it's me. And I think that is, um, you know, a toxic Um, thought process that keeps on affecting us if we continue to blame ourselves um, you know but to me blame in general is bad yeah <laughs> <laughs> blaming blaming in general is bad yeah. uh, sometimes you need to own up it's not so much blaming but saying that okay um, I have part ownership of this problem yeah. this is why it has happened this is why we are where we are yeah. and when you own it you do something about it when yeah. you blame you just telling yourself that that's it you're stuck there and there's not much you can do but when you own it you say okay I'm going to figure out how to fix this yeah. and it's two different outcomes that we get true it's mm -hmm. about being accountable when you are being accountable of your own life your own emotions you are then able to steer your life towards the life that you truly want mm -hmm. right so those are the three main factors on why people um, feel stuck and they, why they feel that it's really hard for them to move forward in life mm -hmm. so the first is about ruminating right yeah. always replaying the past over and over again fantasizing about it as if it's your present and second it's a trauma bond right even though you have been trauma bonded but it is still possible for you to break away right it all boils down to acknowledging right and moving away from the denial phase and the third is this to conquer your fears each and every one of us we have our fears but it's about really understanding that they are there and seeing Um, you know, what we can do to be able to overcome all these fears in our life, right? So at the end of the day, you know, how much time you need post-breakup to move on and heal from the pain, it really, really depends on how ready are you to embrace, right, this change that's to come. And, and really depends on the effort and the commitment that you're willing to put in to heal and to move forward in life. Because the only way forward is to move through this pain and to address all of these, you know, baggages, these pains that's holding you back. Mm. Yeah. I also feel like clarity is important. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, people don't know what they want. And I think that's why they're stuck. Mm -hmm. I remember I got uh, a question in class several years back from one of my students. And she said, Ustad, I'm tr I'm, I've moved on from my ex But he keeps contacting me. He keeps mm. calling me. He keeps texting me. <laughs> And then I said, okay, so what's the issue? She said, yalah, he keeps calling me. He keeps texting me. <laughs> Then I asked her again, so what's the issue? Then I asked her a more specific question. Wait, when he calls, do you pick up? When he texts, do you reply? Mm -hmm. And then she said, of course. <laughs> And I said, why? <laughs> you said you wanted to move on. You said you've already moved on. But mm -hmm. if you continue to respond... It means that you're not even clear what 
breaking up and moving on actually is. Yeah. And you know, and you're not clear about your actual decision. Yeah. What you really want. And so that's why I mean that's what I mean by, you know, clarity is also very important. Yeah, true. Mm. And I think that hesitance to make a decision, that firm decision and confident decision for yourself, it results in, you know, all these unwanted pains that you feel. Right? So yeah. I hope, you know, that actually gave you clarity on your situation and I hope, you know, you are in a better position to make the right decisions to be able to move forward and heal. So we've now come to the Ask Mizzy and Your segment and we've selected one of your questions to be answered during the episode. So the question of the day is this, how do I convince myself that it is okay to let him go? Being afraid of not having any jodo if I let him go. Okay, so I think um, that it is important for you to look back at your intention of you know staying in the relationship i feel that if it is based out of fear you know your fear of being alone your fear of being abandoned if you're being rejected then i feel that it's really time for you to evaluate whether you're in it for mm. the right reasons right because when you stay out of fear any kind of fear when you stay out of fear you tend to compromise you would tend to settle and when your heart and soul they are running on empty you will attract emptiness you know mm. and you will feel the pain you will feel the discomfort because you are essentially placing that expectation on that someone to fill the void within right so mm. trust me when you actually give yourself that time to figure yourself out you know to decide what you actually want to do with your life what, how you want your life to be moving towards your purpose, your meaning, you know, your, your needs. What are your negotiables, your non-negotiables, your boundaries, right? When you know all of these really important stuff, you will naturally attract people that are complementary to that beauty within. You're not going to be losing out, mm. <laughs> right? So I think it's really about remembering um, to always go back to what you're willing to accept mm. and be honest with yourself about it. Never ever compromise on things that are really, really important to you because your yeah. heart will pay the price for it. Yeah. So can you repeat the question so it can be very clear? So the question is, how do I convince myself that it is okay to let him go? Because the person feels that, you know, she is afraid of not having Jodo if she were to let him go. Uh, I think the fear comes from you thinking that you have very little chance of finding something similar or someone better than this, mm -hmm. than what you have now. Um, if it is something that has not been good for you, if it has been um, extra weight on your shoulders, on your life, that has been, you know, not making you any happier, it's not adding more life into your relationship, then, you know, you shouldn't look at it as what if I can't I can't find anyone else? I, what if I can't find anything like this again? Because sometimes it is not so much about what is the new thing that I can bring into my life, mm -hmm. but what is the bad things that I need to start removing first? Yeah. When you remove bad things, when you remove things that no longer empower you, then it will make room 
for better things to come. Mm-hmm. The trouble that you're facing right now is that you have something occupying your space and you're scared of removing it. Yeah. It's like when people hoard and then they're scared of removing it because yeah. they have emotional attachments to the old books from primary school and yeah. the old <laughs> give bags that they got 10 years ago that they never opened and you know like it's weird human beings we are easily emotionally attached to things and people uh, but we need to recognize when something is no longer adding any value in our life anymore yeah. and when you are able to be big enough to recognize that then you remove it accordingly then you you'll have more room in your life and in your heart to attract better things and better people. So we, we, the fear of, oh, wait, I, I don't have judo with this person anymore. If it's already happening, that what it means is that maybe you won't have one with this person that is long-term. First of all, how I always view soulmate and judo is that it is anyone and everyone who has ever entered into your life and mm. go, whoever God will continue to send into your life is your soulmate. It is yeah. not just that one person. Yeah. Um, you know, so... You know, you you could be married for three years, and then you say, "Oh, that's that's not my jodo anymore," uh, or maybe I mistook him or her as my jodo, but it seems like it only lasted two and a half years. Mm-hmm. You know, I always believe that it's wrong because they were your jodo for two and a half years. That's yeah. their timeline. That's the expiry date. Yep. And now it's time for you to be open again, to be reintroduced to maybe new relationships and new people who will then be your new jodo. Mm. your new soulmate and every person that comes into your life no matter how short uh, or how long they have a purpose of being in your life and there's something that you need to realize so that you can receive the teachings that you're supposed to get from that person because everybody's around you to teach you something somebody's there to teach you patience somebody's there to teach you how to control your anger somebody's there to teach you how to be more tolerant of different behaviors and different people of different backgrounds and things like that. Yeah. There's always something for you to appreciate and learn. And so don't look at it as, oh, what if this person is no longer my jodo? Because to me, everybody's timeline in your life has a limit. And when it's time, no matter what you do to try to hold them back, you can't because if their time is up, their time's up. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And I think at the end of the day, I think what you should be more concerned of is not the thought of losing him but the thought of actually losing yourself in the process of trying to salvage the relationship that you know it's it's not really there and you don't really feel for that relationship anymore Mm, right very true yeah so here's a quote for you to ponder upon to stop being afraid of the future you have to allow yourself to learn to let go of the past right you have to embrace the blankness and emptiness of the unknown It is okay if you don't have a plan, but it's really about taking it a step at a time, a day at a time, making those little changes towards the person you truly want to become. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So thank you so much, our dear listeners, for listening all the way through. And we hope that gave you insights on your journey of introspection. We'd love to hear what you think about it. Drop us a DM on our social media, mm-hmm. the Good Life underscore podcast on your questions, and we'll be picking one question to be answered during the episode. So don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share this episode if you enjoyed it. We can't wait for you to listen to the next episode. In the meantime, be bold, be beautiful, and stay the amazing you that you are. Take care, everyone.